begin today the Gemara towards the bottom of Mem Gimel Amit Beis, where it says, Vaharei Maimer, two lines from the bottom of the Yomot. The Gemara here brought a Mishnah that discusses Anaira HaMairasa, Anaira after the first stage of marriage, if she's getting divorced, who could receive the get for her to be divorced? Chachamim say, both her and her father. Rabbi Yehuda says, no such a thing, you can't have two individuals that are Zeichi and a get, and therefore it's only the father that Zeichi and this get. That was the argument in the Mishnah. On this, Rabbi Yechanan said that this machlaikis is only regarding Gedishin. But when it comes to Kiddushin, to marrying off one's daughter when she's a Naira, everybody agrees that it's only the father that, can, that gets the kes of Kiddushin and marries her off and not the girl herself. So the Gemara here brought an explanation for Rabbi Yechanan's opinion. This is Rabbi Yechanan. Ishlakish disagrees with this. Ishlakish says Gedishin, Kiddushin, it's the same machlaikis. What would be the reason to distinguish between Gerishin and Kiddushin? So the Svara the Gemara here brought, Rabbi Yaisi, Rachanina said, the explanation of Rabbi Yechanan's statement, when it comes to Gerishin, she's going back into the father's possession. So the father is okay with her accepting her get to come back to him. But when it comes to Kiddushin, where she's leaving from the father to go get married, over here, she's in the father's possession, and only the father could receive and decide who she gets married to. She can't receive for herself a Kedushan. That was the Svara the Gemara said. So on this, the Gemara is going to ask a question from another Braisa. But what's with the Halacha when it comes to Maimer? Now Maimer, as we learned before, is the Kedushan of a Yavam. When a, when a Yavam, that is, is Mekadesh a Yavama, Midra Banon, there's a Kedushan there, and that's called Maimer. The marriage of a Yavam to a Yavam is only with Bia, but Midra Banon, with Kesef, just like Kedushan, she could be married. So over there, when it comes to Maimed, the Mafkas, Hatzma, Merishusavia. So she's leaving the father's domain, going to get married to her Yavam. Tanan, or the other gear says, Tanya, we learned in Abraise, Ketana, Mina Edison, that a Ketana that was married and her husband died, and she's waiting to get married to, uh, to her uh, Yavam. So this was from Edison. Uh, the reason why it says Edison, because she's still really in her father's possession. If she was fully married to her husband, then her father has nothing to do with her anymore. But it was only the first stage of marriage. So this katana is still in her father's possession. So So the Yavam can only do Maimer only with the father's consent because she still belongs to her father. But then it says here in this Braise, but if she's already a Naira, then she can go and, and get married with this Maimer to this Yavam, whether with herself or own, herself or own agreement or with her father. Her father is Das, doesn't make a difference. So here we clearly see when it comes to Maimer, she's leaving the father's possession. And here this Braise says, that both her and her father could receive this for her. But we just said the explanation that when it comes to Kiddushin, because she's leaving the father's possession, so then only she, the father could accept for her and she can't accept for herself. So why by Maimer does it say that that she can get married? Okay, the next words here, Mashenkim Kiddushin, is actually the continuation of this Braisa. The Gemara will soon bring it and explain what we see from that. So the Gemara, therefore, at this point says, Ella, we have to give another explanation for what Rabbi Yechanan said when he made the distinction according to the Chacham's opinion between Gerishin and Kiddushin, and the distinction, the explanation for that distinction is as follows. Ella, yitma, yitma. If we learned an explanation, so we learned as follows. Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi said, My time with Rabbi Yechanan, what's the reason that Rabbi Yechanan made the distinction between Gerishin and Kiddushin? I'll leave it the Rabbanon, according to the Rabbanon, Kiddushin, the Midaita, Kiddushin only takes effect with the Das of the one that's selling herself. So by a usual marriage, it's the Isha herself. By a Naira, where the father, she's in the father's possession, the father's the one that's marrying her off, so we need the Das Makna, Rashi says. The Das Makna is the one that has the possession, the rights to marry her off. So therefore by Kiddushin, where it all, all has to be with the consent of the one that's giving her over to the husband, so only the father could receive her Kiddushin for her, and she cannot receive that Kiddushin for herself. Gerishin, however, when it comes to divorce, the Balkarcha, divorce, you receive the get from the husband, when the husband decides to divorce his wife, whether the woman agrees or not. So over here, it doesn't make any difference. Whether she, whether the... the Father will receive the get. Either way, she'll be divorced. Doesn't make any difference who gets it because you don't, you don't, the das of the father doesn't matter over here, anyways. So, in such a case, 
it's, uh, it's, it could be both her and her father. Right? So therefore the point of here is that the distinction between Gerishin and Kiddushin is whether you need Das. So the Machloikis between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda was only regarding Gerishin. But when it comes to Kiddushin, over here you need the Das. Everybody agrees that only the father is the one that can marry her off. So now the Gemara again asks the same question, going back to the Braise that we quoted before from Maimer. So if so, awesome, by Maimer, when it comes to this Braise we quoted, by Maimer, which is again, the marriage of a Yavam, the Yavam marrying the Yavameh, the Balkarcha, oh, sorry, one second, one second, Maimer, Harei Maimer, I'm holding, sorry, Harei Maimer, but the question, so, if so, is when it comes to Maimer, de midaita, seemingly by Maimer, this is how the Gemara understands right now, this marriage of Maimer to the, of the Yuvama to the Yavam is also only with her consent, the Katani, Beni, Benavia. And over here it says that both she and her father could receive the money for this Kiddushin of Maimer. But why is that so? Didn't we just say that when it comes to Kiddushin, which is only with Das, in such a case, only the father could decide, and she can't do it herself. So the Gemara answers, no. Over there, the Kiddushan of Maimer, you do not need the Das. Over there, it's the Maimer, she gets married to the Yavam when he gives her the Kes of Kiddushan, even against her will. Why is that? Because we're following Rebbe's opinion. The Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, regarding Maimer. Do you need the Das of the Yavam for Maimer or not? So I said, a person marries off, he wants to get married to the Yavama with this Kiddushin, with the Rabbanan of Maimer, without her consent. Rabbi Yaimer Kona. Rabbi says, you don't need any Das for Maimer, it takes effect. No, it does not take effect, that she's not acquired by this Kenyan without her consent. So over here, we're following Rabbi's opinion that Maimer is Balkarchach, so therefore it's similar to Gerishin, where it could be her or her father that could receive it for her. Now the Gemara here brought up this Machlekes, so explains the Machlekes of Rebbe and the Chachamim. My time with the Rebbe. What's the basis of Rebbe's opinion that says that Maimer is Balkarchach? Goma Mibia. We compare Maimer, which is the Kedushin Midrabanon for a Yivama, to Bia, which is the marriage Minatayra for a Yivama. The Yivama. Ma Bia the Yivama Balkarchach. Just like when it comes to Bia, so over there, the marriage Minatayra is even against her will. Yivma, it's even against her will. Av Hochanami Balkarchach. So too over here, when it comes to the Kiddushim with the Rabban and Maimer, it's also, even against her will, you don't need anyone, anyone's consent for this. The Rabban and Savri and the other and the Rabban say, no, Yalfinon Kiddushin. We learn out the din of Maimer, the Kiddushim with the Rabbanon, by a Yuvame from regular Kiddushin. Ma Kiddushin to be Daita, just like by regular Kiddushin, you do need the Das of the, uh, of the woman or of the father that's marrying her off. Over here as well, Maimer Chachamim instituted for a Yavam to be able to marry off Midrabanam with, with a regular, like similar to a regular Kedushan, but it's only Midaita. The Gemara explains further the source of their Machlaikis, but Ma'ai what is really the basis of their argument, whether I compare it to Bia of Yavama or I compare it to regular Kedushan. Rabbi Sava Rabbi says, that it makes sense to compare Maimer, which is a Kedushan with the Rabbanon, specifically by Yavama, from Bia, which is the marriage Menatayra of Yavama. So it makes sense to compare these two that are both specifically by Yavama. The Rabbanon Savri, however, the Rabbanon say, no, Kedushan, mi Kedushan Since Maimer is a Kedushan, it's only a first stage of marriage, similar to regular Kedushans, even though it's only by Yavama, but it is a Kedushan, so therefore we learn it out from Kedushan, not from the, from the Bia by Yavama, which is an Isun, which is a full marriage. Okay, now the Gemara explains, going back to what we said before, the Pshat, according to Rabbi Yechenin, that Rabbi Yechenin, the reason for the distinction between Kiddushin and Gerishin, that when it comes to Gerishin, so the Chachamim hold that both the father and the daughter herself could receive or get, but not by Kiddushin. So the Pshat we said before was, because by Kiddushin, it's only Midas. So over there, you have, only the father can do it. Whereas when it comes to Gerishin, which is Balkarachach, over there, it doesn't make a difference. Over there, she could receive it, her father could receive it. This reason that we gave, it's logical that this is like what Rabbi Yechenin said, like Rabbi Yechenin answered and explained, because in that price that we quoted before regarding Maimer, that both her and her father could receive the Kiddushan of Maimer, so it continues as the Gemara had before in the parentheses, Masha'en came the Kiddushan. This is not so when it comes to Kiddushin. By Kiddushin, only her father could receive the Kiddushin for her. So we hear, this is the whole point. What's the difference between Maimer and Kiddushin? 
Maimir is Balkarchach, so both her father and her could receive it. Kiddushin, which is you need the consent of the Makna, of the one that's giving her over, so that's the father. So therefore only he could receive the Kiddushin. So that line, Masha'enkim, the Kiddushin shows this point that there's a difference if it's Balkarchach or it's Midas. Says the Gemara, Ella, if so, name it a heavy to Yufta Derish Lakish. If so, this line of Mashenkin Bikidushin, shall this be a refutation to Rishlokish's opinion? Rishlokish said that there's no difference between Gerishin and Kiddushin. By both of them, the Chachamim hold that both her and her father could receive the money for Kiddushin or the Get, it's the same thing. But over here it says clearly Mashenkin Bikidushin that by Kiddushin only the father could receive it first. So this refutes Rishlokish. Will answer you, this b'raise here is not the Chachamim. This b'raise is following Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda B'chalal says, the Omad is always a rule, two people, in this case, the father and the daughter, cannot be zeiche in one person, regarding Kedushin, and the same is really regarding Gedushin as well. Always, it's only the father and not the daughter. So when it says, that only the father could receive the Kedushin, it's Rabbi Yehuda speaking. Says the Gemara, wait a minute, if it's Rabbi Yehuda, he Rabbi Yehuda, Masha'enkin B'Kiddushin, why is it saying that by Kiddushin, the father is the one that receives the Kiddushin? It could say, Masha'enkin B'Gedushin, Mibayaleh. It should say, even by Gedushin, even by Gedushin, which is Balkarchach. You don't even need the father's consent, Pachlal, in this. Rabbi Yehuda argues and says, even regarding Gedushin, that only the father could receive the Gedushin because you never have two people to be Zaycha regarding one individual. So why, didn't, why did it say Dafka Kiddushin? So the Gemara answers, you're right. If, if this is Rabbi Yehuda, it could have said so. Enochanami. But I did the ton of Maimer, because in the beginning of this Brahis, it says the halacha regarding the Maimer, where over there both the father and the daughter could receive the money for the Maimer Kedushin, the Domi Le Kedushin. So since Maimer is a, is a kind of marriage, so it's similar to Kedushin. So Tananami Mashenkin be Kedushin. When it wants to say that there's another case where the, where the halacha is not so, it says Kedushin. Even though the same would be true regarding Gerishin, and Gerishin is actually a bigger Chiddush, because Gerishin is Balkarchach. Now the Gemara asks another obvious question here, now if this is Rabbi Yehuda, so then why is Maimer any different? Didn't Rabbi Yehuda say a rule? Whenever it comes to a girl, whether it's marriage, whether it's divorce, whatever it may be, you can't have two people that have a hand to be Zeicher regarding one person. So why by Maimer here, if this is Rabbi Yehuda, why is he saying that by Maimer it's different, that both her and her father could receive the, the, the Kedushin for the Maimer? And says the Gemara, Maimer is a different story. Even Rabbi Yehuda will agree. Why? Because by Maimer, here she's already tied to this Yavam, just by the halacha that she's not allowed to marry anyone else. So it's already sort of ha- it's partially connected to him. So therefore the Kedushin there, the Maimer is only completing it. In such a case where it's just completing something that exists already, so over here, Rabbi Yudu will agree that both her and her father could receive it. But both by Kiddushin and Gerishin, where there's a full acquisition, a full change of possession taking effect, over there it's only the father and not her. So Maimon is different. So now the Gemara comes back and says, Hashtag, the Now that you come to this conclusion, that Maimer, the fact that over here we see that both her and her father could receive it is because Maimer comes after already as a kuka, so it's not really a full marriage, it's already half, they're already connected. So Rabbi Yechenen Nami like Tikshilach, the first pshat that we said before according to Rabbi Yechenen, the first pshat the Gemara said to explain why Rabbi Yechenen makes a distinction between Gerishin and Kedushin, why by Gerishin both her and her father could receive it according to the Chachamim. And why by Kiddushin only her? So the first Pshat the Gemara wanted to say is because by Kiddushin she's leaving the father's possession. So therefore only the father has the right to decide and receive that for her. And the Gemara asked on that from this Braise where by Maimer, which is also a Kiddushin, she's leaving the father's possession and it says that both her and her father could receive it. But now that we explain that Maimer is a different story because she's already Zekuk of Aymedes, so therefore, so Rabbi Yechen and Amilek Tikshilach Meikara. That question we asked in the beginning on Rabbi Yechen's first and the first pshat that we said according to Rabbi Yechen is not a question. Shani Maimer Hoyel Zekuk of Aymedes. Maimer is different than regular Kiddushin. Regular Kiddushin, when she leaves the father's possession, only the father could receive the Kiddushin for her. Maimer, she's already connected to the Yavam in this case, so she could receive the, the Kiddushin of the Maimer, not only her father. Okay, so now the Gemara here is going to come back to ask a, a Shaila here. We have here a Machlokis between Rabbi Yechenin and Eishlokish, according to the Chachamim, when it comes to Anaira, who could marry her off? According to Rabbi Yechenin, when it comes to Kiddushin, it's only the father. 
And when it comes to uh, Gedishin, there, the Chachamim said, both the father and her could receive or get. But when it comes to Kedushin, only the father. Ishlakish says that according to the Chachamim, Kedushin is the same as Gedishin. Her and her father could receive the get, and her and her father could marry her off. So the Gemara now asks, uh, uh, this is all Chachamim. Rabbi Yehuda though disagrees. Rabbi Yehuda says, never such a thing that two people could be Zaycha in one person, besides Maimer, as the Gemara just explained. Okay, so now we bring from the Mishnah, from the beginning of the Pedakeh. So Tanan, what did the Mishnah say? A father could marry off his daughter when she's a Naira. He himself can marry her off. And he can send a Shliach to, uh, to uh, be Mekabal the Kedushim for her. So now, or to give, uh, uh, or yeah, to, to, re- to receive the money of the Kedushim for her instead of the father. Okay, so now, the Gemara is Medayek. What do we see from here? The father himself, he can marry off his daughter or through a Shliach. But ba ubishlucha light, but she, the girl herself, to receive her own kedushin, or to send a shliach to receive her kedushin, she can't. In the beginning of the Mishnah, when it spoke about a isha, it spoke, it said that the isha herself could send a shliach. That's the, the beginning of the Pedic. When it comes though to a naira, which is in the father's possession, what is it saying? Here only the father can marry her off. She cannot marry herself off. To doesn't this refute what Rishlokish said? Because Rishlokish holds it according to the Chachamim, just like Gedishin, she and her father could receive the get, the same as by the Kedushin, that she could marry herself off. Rishlokish will answer you, Ha Nami Rabbi Yehudahi. The Mishnah, in the beginning of Rapedic, is following Rabbi Yehudah's opinion, and Rabbi Yehudah says that always, Kedushin, Gedishin, doesn't matter, you can't have two people being Zeche in one girl. So therefore, Rabbi Yehuda Taka holds, like it says in the Mishnah, only the father can marry her off. According to Chachamim, she would be able to marry herself off. This Mishnah here is Rabbi Yehuda. Asks the Gemara, Can you say that the Mishnah in the beginning of the Perik is Rabbi Yehuda? But Vakatani Sefer, it says in the Sefer, which is actually the next Mishnah, it says another halacha, and that does not go like Rabbi Yehuda. What does it say there? Hi, Melisha, a person says to a woman, Hiskachili betumarazu, should be married to me with this date. Then he said again, the same term, you should be married to me with this date. And what's the halacha there? So the Mishnah there says, if it turns out that the first date that he says you, she, she, she should be married to him with is not worth a Shava Pruta, the minimum amount for a Kiddushin. Not the first date is worth that amount and not the second one is worth. Now the question is, should we combine the two and say, since he told you you should be married to me with this date, you should be married to me with this date, so we combine the two. And there's a value of a Shavuot here. She's married. So the Mishnah there says that because the husband said twice, Hiskachi, he said once, Hiskachili, with this date. Then he said again, Hiskachili, with this date. So he separated one from another. So you can't combine the two and she will not be married to him. However, if the husband came and said to her, Hiskachili, Betumarazu, and then he just added, Bizu, Bizu, without saying again the word Hiskachi, then I could combine the value of the dates together and they're worth a Shavuot and she'll be married. That's the halach in the next Mishnah. Now, Vamrina Nandara was said, Mantana Hiskachi Hiskachi. Who's the Tana that says that only if and when you say twice the word Hiskachi, that divides one statement from the other, and therefore you can't combine the value of the dates that she should be Mekadeshes. The Tana of that Mishnah is Rabshimin. Why? Why Rab Shimon Davke? The Omar Rab Shimon says, and here, this case that Gemara is bringing now, that Rab Shimon is speaking about a case where a person makes a Shavuot Sheke. Someone comes to a person and says, you have my Pekodin in your possession. Actually, five people come to him. Five people come to a person and say, we all have something that you're holding for us. And the person makes a Shavuot for each one of them that I don't have any of your items in my possession. Says Rab Shimon, only if he said the word Shvua tw- separately to each individual, he said Shvua not for you, Shvua not for you, Shvua not for you, then he'll be chayev for the Shvua Sheket that he made for each one separately. Because the Omar Rab Shimon said, until he says separately the expression of Shvua to each one of these five individuals that are trying to collect their item from him, then he'll be chayev a separate carbon for each one of them that he just said. Okay, so similar, regarding the Kiddushin, only because the husband said separately, Hiskachi, Hiskachi, he said that expression of Kiddushin again and again, therefore we can't combine the few different uh, dates that are here, that it should be one thing. 
This is only Rav Shimon's opinion. So, so we'll see in a moment, Nebraise, other Tanayim disagree with this, that even without adding Shavua separately, or adding the word Hiskachi separately, you still can't combine them together. It's considered to be separate. So this is Rav Shimon. So how do we say that the Tana of the Mishnah here is Rabbi Yehuda, if we see that the next Mishnah is Rav Shimon? So it's not Rabbi Yehuda. If you'll argue and say, we could still say the first Mishnah and this Mishnah is also Rabbi Yehuda. Regarding this halacha, when, when you have to divide one date from another, and Rabbi Shimon says, only if you added that word iskachi again, that's what divides it, that's what divides it one from another. Regarding this, he holds like Rabbi Shimon. So maybe this is all Rabbi Yehuda, and he agrees to Rabbi Shimon on this point. Says the Gemara, that's not the case. So Misa Allah, does he hold like Rav Shimon in this point? And here the Gemara brings a Braise that brings the various opinions of Tanoyim when it comes to this Shavuah, when you made a Shavuah for a few individuals, when do I divide it, and he's high for each Shavuah separately, and when do I not divide it? So the Braise says as follows, Tanya, the rule is as follows. So Kolal, if he made a Shavuah for five people, a Shavuah Sheker, but he included it all as one, then I'll be chayv only once. Parat, but if he made it individual shvur for each one of them, then chayv akolachas vachas, I'll be chayv for each one separately. The Gemara here doesn't explain, but the Gemara in Masech the Shavuos explains what uh, the difference is, including it or dividing it. This is Rab Meir's opinion. Now Rab Yehuda, Yehuda says, what's considered to be dividing one shvur from another? Shvur, if he says like this, shvur I make a shvur that I don't have, what's yours? And then he said, loylucha, even without putting in another word shvua in between, just by saying loylocha, loylocha, and loylocha, he's going to be chayef each one separately. Now Rashi clarifies that's only if when he said loylocha and loylocha, he didn't say with a vav v'loylocha. If he would say v'loylocha, then it's considered to be all one thing. As long as he said loylocha and then loylocha without a vav in between, even if there's no separate sh- word shvua that he said in between, it'll be separated. So here we see clearly that Yehuda holds, you don't need the actual word shvua to separate one shvua from another. Not like Rab Shimin that says that you need the word shvua to separate. Now there's another opinion there, Rabbi Lazayim, Rabbi Lazayim says, Leilacha, 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 Leilacha. And then in the end, he says shvua, only if the word shvua is mentioned at the end, then chayav kolachas vachas. So Rabbi Lazayim holds, if you put the word shvua in the beginning, so then everything that follows is considered to be one. If you put shvu at the end, so then each one, each shvu is considered to be separate. Now here comes the opinion of Rab Shimon, which we mentioned before. Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon says, He's not going to be chayev separately for each shvuah. Unless he used a separate expression of shvuah for each one. So here we see clearly that Rabbi Yehuda disagrees with Rab Shimon. Rabbi Yehuda holds, you don't have to put the word shvuah separately. So that applies back to this Mishnah that the Gemara is quoting, the Sefer, the next Mishnah here, that talks about Hiskachi, Hiskachi. When there's one date and another date, and they're not a Shava Pruta, could you combine them or not? So according to Rab Shimon, only if you said separately Hiskachi, then you can't combine them. But not according to Rab Yehuda, Rab Yehuda disagrees. Rab Yehuda says, even if without saying separately Hiskachi, you can't combine two different statements just like by the Shavuah, you can't, Lucha and Le Lucha is considered to be separate. So we can't say that that Mishnah there is Rabbi Yehuda. So therefore the Gemara says, Ela, Rishlakash will answer you, Kula Rab Shimon. Really, it's all Rab Shimon here. This is all Rab Shimon's opinion here. This is not the Chachamim speaking, because again, according to Rishlakish, Chachamim hold that both the father and the girl herself could receive her Kedushin. But it's really all Rab Shimon. And then according to Rab Shimon, in the next Mishnah, in order that you shouldn't combine one tamar, one date with another, it's only if you put in that word iskachi in between. And regarding the first Mishnah, where it says that only the father could be Makadish's daughter and, or make a shliach, and not her herself, here, regarding this, Rab Shimon holds like Rabbi Yehuda that says, two people can't be zeich and one girl. So this is all Rab Shimon, and Rab Shimon holds like Rabbi Yehuda, not according to the Chachamim. So there's no question on Rish Lakish. Now the Gemara brings an incident that happened in the Bismedrish regarding this machlokes of Rabbi uh, Yechonon and Eishlokish. Ravasi loyal be medrasha. One day Ravasi did not come to shul, to, did not come to the yeshiva to learn. Ashkechel Rabzeira. So he found Rabzeira. Amalei asked Rabzeira, "My Amma didn't be medrasha. What was learned today in the Bismedrish?" Amalei Rabzeira said, "Afanolei ayl. I also wasn't in Bismedrish today." Rab Oven who dial. Rab Oven he was in the Bismedrish today. And and he said as follows, Kula 
all of the all of the Chachamim there in the Bismadrish, they all said like Rabbi Yechenin's opinion that the halacha that the Chachamim said that a father and a daughter could receive the get is only by a get and not by kiddushin. By kiddushin, only the father could uh, receive the money for the kiddushin. That's so everybody agreed to Rabbi Yechenin. And Ishlakish was screaming like a kruchia. I'm not exactly sure what a kruchia is. Rashi here says it's the targum of the word ogur, some animal. So Ishlakish was screaming and arguing that how could you make a distinction between Kiddushan and Gerishan? Vyatsa It says in the Torah, Vyatsa Vaisa. Vyatsa is the divorce, Vaisa is the marriage that we compared it to. As we had many times, we compared it to. Taisus here says, Mirash Lakish himself knew that this Hekish of Vyatsa Vaisa, you don't always compare them, there are exceptions to this. But still, he was screaming, trying to make the point that according to the Chachamim, the halacha of the Gerishim, the halacha of the Kiddushim is the same. That if by Gerishim, both her and her father receive her get, by Kiddushim it's the same thing. Her and her father could receive the money for the Kiddushim. So this is what Ishlakish was screaming. The Lekeh, the Ashkech Bey. Nobody paid attention to Ishlakish. They all agreed to Rabbi Yechenen. That's what he repeated in the name of Rabbi Oven. Amalei, so Ravasi asks Rabbi Zayre, Rabbi Oven Bar Samchahu could rely on what Rabbi Oven said about what happened in the Bismedrish? in yes, for sure we can rely on him, and for sure in this case, because because it, he reported of what happened in the shul right after it happened, similar to when you take out a fish from the water and you put it straight onto the, onto the pan to, to fry, meaning it was fresh. He just came out of the Bismedrish and he reported this, so he, he, we're not going to suspect that he didn't report properly. That's uh, Rashi's pshat. Tesis brings the pshat of Rabbeinu Hananel, that Yama and Tigni are simply two places that are very close to each other. And it's saying he just came out of Shul, so therefore there's no reason to think that he, that he didn't report properly what happened in the Shul. Omer Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak wanted to know, Ano loy Rav Oven bar veloy Rav Oven bar I, when I heard about this that Rav Oven reported, I didn't hear which Rav Oven it was. I didn't hear if it was Rav Oven bar, the son of Rav Chia, or was it Rab Oven, the son of, Kahana, of Kahana? El, El Rab Oven Stam. I just heard that Rab Oven said this. So he wanted to know which Rab Oven it was. So the Gemara says, What's the relevance to know which Rab Oven this was? The, re- the relevance would be, says the Gemara, If we would have a question on what he said, and we want to know, did he, is he the one that said this? And we have a contradiction on what he said, so it's important to know which Rab Oven said this. Gemara brings down another shayla regarding the subject. Rav asked the following boy from Rav Nachman. Mahu Naira, that is. When a Naira, this is now according to the opinion of the Chachamim, right? The Chachamim said that when it comes to a Naira, both her and her father could receive her get. That's after she was married, the first stage of marriage. So she didn't leave the father's possession yet. She and her father could receive her get. Now, the question is, though, So we know that she could receive her get, but could she also appoint a shliach to receive the get in her place from her husband? Do I say that she is just like the hand of the father? She's still in the father's possession, and she's just like the hand of the father. Or she's like the courtyard of her father. So the Gemara explains, is she considered to be just like the hand of the father herself, and therefore she can receive the get for herself, and therefore, just like the father could appoint a shliach for this, being just like the father, she could also appoint a shliach. Or maybe she's only considered to be like the property of her father. She's a possession of her father. The reason she can receive the get is because she's like a domain of her father, like a chotzer. And So therefore she can't appoint a shliach. Only if the get is given into her hands like the father's chotzer, then she'll be divorced, but she can't appoint a shliach for this. That was the shaila that Rav asked Rav Nachman. So the Gemara asks, and is, is this a shaila that Rav asked? Does Rav have such a kind of a doubt regarding a woman that maybe she's considered to be like a chotzer of the father, and therefore if she receives the get, she'll be divorced? But Rav said regarding receiving a get. We learned this in Masech the Gittin. Kosov get, a husband writes a get, and he gave the get to the wife's slave. Yashon, if he's sleeping, and, and uh, she's guarding him, so he's sleeping, he's not going anywhere, and then I raise a get. So then the fact that the get is in the hands of the Eved, it's like her courtyard, it's like her domain, and she'll be divorced. 
Nayor, but if the Evid himself is awake and he's walking around, ain't a get. So then it's not a get because even though the Evid belongs to the Isha and he is like her courtyard, but he's not Mishtamer. He's not, he's walking around, he's not guarded for her, so therefore the get is not a get. If you remember the Gemara, actually, they added another detail that it's not enough that he's asleep, at least according to one opinion. He also has to be tied, kafus. Only then will it be a get. Okay, but the, so now, Amai ain't a get. Why isn't it a get? Because this is a chatzer. The, the, the Eved is like her domain, and it's protected in his hands. But not for her. He's walking around independently. So he can't receive the get for her. Now, but so we here, coming back to the daughter receiving a get for the father, for the sake of the father, because she belongs to the father. If you're going to say that she could receive the get because she's like the chatzar of the father. So when the get comes into her hands, she shouldn't be divorced. You're asking a shayla whether she could appoint the shliach. Even if she receives the get herself, she shouldn't be divorced. Because she is an independent person that's walking around. So she's a chatzar of the father, but it's not mishtamir, it's not guarded there for the father. She walks around independently. So it can't be that there's any svara to say that she's receiving the get as a chatzar of the father. Elo says the Gemara, So therefore it's obvious that the fact that she could receive a get for the father is because she's like an extension. She's like the hand of the father. So now what's the shaila whether she could appoint a shliach or not? Nevertheless, Rav had a shaila, mi alimo. Is she mamish exactly identical like the father himself? And therefore she could appoint a shliach for this just like the father can? She's like the father's hand, but she's still not exactly like the father himself, and she can't appoint a shliach for this. <coughs> she cannot appoint a shliach for this. She could only receive the get herself. So this the Gemara asks from a Mishnah in Gittin, Eisvei, the Mishnah there says, Kitana, if there's a Kitana that was married. Sha'amra, and she says, Hiskabali Gitti, receive the get for me. Ain't a get, so the get that she tells a, uh, a Shliach to receive the get for her, so the get does not take effect, actually, until the get comes into her hands. And the reason for this is because a Kitana cannot appoint a Shliach. So that get, if it comes to her hands, she'll be divorced, but the, the shliach can't receive it for her. That's the halach of the Mishnah. But there it says this halacha specifically regarding a katana. Ha naira. So what I understand from that Mishnah is, if she would be a naira, so now she has, she's already has her own das, she's already bas mitzvah. Hareze get. If she appoints a shliach, she could receive the, the shliach, that is, could receive the get for her and she'll be divorced. So here we clearly see a naira, and we're talking here a naira after the first stage of marriage, so she's still in the father's possession, but she could receive her own get, and she could also appoint a shliach to receive the get for her. Not like Rav Nachman that said that she can't appoint a shliach. Answers the Gemara, what is that Mishnah speaking about? She doesn't have a father, so therefore now she's not in the father's possession, she's in her own possession, so she could appoint a shliach. Like the Gemara, how could he say that that Mishnah there, that she doesn't have a father? The next din there in the Mishnah is, What's if the father of this girl goes and tells a shliach, receive the get for my daughter? So now if the husband wants to retract from this get, he can't retract anymore once the get was given to the shliach, even before the father got it. And the reason is because the shliach received the get on behalf of the father and she's already divorced. Even before it comes to the father's hands, he's a shliach le Kabbalah, and she's divorced immediately. So that's the safe of that Mishnah. So clearly, there's a father here. Miklal So if so, the reisha of the Mishnah is also speaking about a case where there is a father, and nevertheless, we learn out from the reisha of the Mishnah that a naira could appoint a shliach. There's words missing here in this Mishnah, and we'll have to explain the Mishnah here as follows. This is how you learn this Mishnah. A Kitana says to a Shliach, receive the get for me. So the get will not be a get till it comes to her hands, because she's a Kitana and she can't appoint a Shliach. Now from this we learn out, but a Naira that appoints a Shliach for her, it will be a get when the Shliach receives it, because she could appoint a Shliach. Now, on this, you have to add and explain, This is all true if she has no father. So she's in her own possession. She can appoint a shliach. 
but in a case where she has a father, so then she can't appoint the shliach. It's only the father that could receive the get or appoint the shliach for this. And for Omar, Avia, the father said to a shliach, say the kabel lebiti gita, go receive the get for my daughter. After the shliach received the get, the husband wants to retract from the get. He can't retract because the father could appoint the shliach and he already received the get and she's divorced, divorced already. So the reisha is where there's no father, and the seifa is where there is a father, so it's not a question on the halacha that Rav Nachman said. Okay, the Gemara now brings another halacha, itmer, we learned the following halacha. Kitana sheniskacha shaleila A kitana that went and got herself married, kedushin, first stage of marriage, but without the father's consent. Now in such a case, if there's no consent of the father and she's a kitana, nobody disagrees about this, that she has no power to marry herself off. But still, what's the, so now what's the halacha now? She went and did it anyways. Oma Shmuel, Shmuel said, get. she's going to have to have a get from the husband, and also, mi'un. also there's a halacha of mi'un, now mi'un usually applies in a case where there's a kedushin midrabanon of a katana, that's usually if she's a yisayma, her father died, and her mother or brothers marry her off, if she wants to leave that marriage, she has to refuse the marriage, that's what's the halacha of mi'un. So over here, she's the katana that married herself off in the lifetime of her father. And she has no rights, she has no ability to marry herself off. Nevertheless, Shmuel says she's going to need both. She needs a get from the husband, and additionally, she has to be memayan in this marriage. She has to refuse this marriage. Now, Omar Karna, Karna said about this halacha of Shmuel, Dvarim begay. There's something here that's not understood. This is, I have a question on this. In get, if she needs a get, which indicates that this is a real marriage, so then lama miyan. Why would you need her to refuse this marriage? Which is usually only by a Kedushan Midrabanan, when she's a Katana. If she has to refuse the marriage because she went and married herself off, it's not a real marriage, so you don't need a get for this. So then Lama get. Why would you need a get for this? Something is not understood here in what Shmuel said. Okay, so now they didn't know if they should accept Shmuel's Psaktin because Karna said he doesn't understand it. So now what did they do? Omrulay, they said to Karna that asked this question on what Shmuel said, and they were not where Shmuel was. Shmuel lived in Pompadisa, Rashi here brings. And they were, they were far from Pompadisa. They couldn't ask Shmuel to explain his aloha. So they told Karna, you have a question on what Shmuel said. Homar Ukve obeydine bekfari. Mar Ukve. And his Bezdin, he was the, the Reish Bezdin, and, he, and he, he's there in Kfari, which is not far. You can go and ask Marukva about this. But the Gemara says the end was they did not ask Marukva, rather they sent this Shaila to Rav. And when they sent the Shaila to Rav of Chua and Shadrua Lekamei de Rav, they switched over here the, the, the opinions and they sent the Allah to Rav. They, they switched and they said, Karna was the one that said you need a get and Miyun. And Shmuel was the one that had a problem with this. Shmuel is the one that had a question on this. So now she explains the reason why they did that is because they knew that Rav is Shmuel's friend. And if they're going to say it the way it was, that Shmuel is the one that said that you need a get and a mion, so Rav, being Shmuel's friend, will immediately agree to Shmuel. Even though we find so many times Rav argues with Shmuel and Shas, but nevertheless, they, they switched it around that Shmuel is the one that questioned this halacha, and they wanted to see how the Rav would react. So Amalohu, when this came to Rav, so Rav said, Halakim, this is a Lashon of Eshua, I could swear, that Sricha get to Sricha Mion. That the halacha is, in such a case, a katana marries herself off, she needs a get and mion. And not only that, he said regarding Shmuel himself, the chasle lezara, the abba bar abba, the name of it's, 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 It can't be that the, that the descendant of abba bar abba, this is Shmuel's father, can't, which in other words, he's saying on Shmuel himself. It can't be that Shmuel would say, like you quoted in the name of Shmuel, that he disagreed that you need both a get and meal. Now, the Gemara explains, with time am I, so what's the reason in a case where Katana marries herself off, why do you need both a get and meal? explained as follows. That is a suffix here, what happened? she'll need a get. In other words, we maybe it's a proper kiddushin because Shemin Maybe the father does agree to this kiddushin. So maybe the kiddushin took effect. and she also needs mion because Shemin Maybe the father did not agree to this kiddushin. Now, what's, what's the halacha, though, if uh, we, we, people will see that she's getting a get from her husband? Now, people will think that she actually was married to this uh, man, and she got divorced from him. So now, what the Gemara is going to bring up over here is, is the halacha of achois isha. The halacha is, a person is married to a woman, now forever he's not allowed to marry that woman's sister. Even after he divorces his wife, 
He's never allowed to marry the sister as long as the first sister is alive. So now people are going to say, People are going to think that the Kedushin does not take effect over here in the sister, and therefore this could come out a big problem. People might think that she can go out without any get, and, and therefore Chachamim said that you should have to have Mion as well. Because possibly there was no Kedushin of the sister. And when, when this same man is not going to be Mekadosh sister, maybe that Kedushin will take effect. Right? So therefore, you have to have Mion, so it should be clear to people that possibly the Kedushin did not take effect. So if not, the sister gets married to this man. She, it's, it's a Chaisisha. It's, it's not a Chaisisha, that is. It's not a Chaisisha. And maybe that second Kedushin took effect. So people should know that that sister would need a get. Okay, so in other words, to cover, our, to cover the suffix here, whether she was married to this man, whether she was not married to this man, either way, you have to have a get and mion. Says the Gemara, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says about this, this whole doubt that maybe the father agreed, that's only if there was an engagement, there was a shiduchin, if there was an engagement. And then she went and was makabal kedushin from that man that she was engaged to. So then I say that possibly the father agreed because the father already agreed to this shidduch. Ola Omar, Ola argued on what Shmuel said. Ola said, A girl that goes and marries herself off without the father's consent, she needs nothing. She doesn't need even me at all. She can go free with it, no get, she doesn't have to refuse. Now the Gemara asks on this, What did Shmuel say? Does this mean even in a case where there was an engagement, are we not going to be concerned that maybe the father agreed not to this marriage? So the Gemara says, no, you can't say that regarding Ula. Because man masni ho, le masni ho. The one that explained regarding Shmuel's opinion that we're only concerned that the father agrees if there was a shidduch, that doesn't apply to what Ula said. According to Ula, in a case where there was a shidduch, then Ula would agree that maybe the father agreed to this marriage here and therefore she would need a get. When Ula said that she needs nothing, she can go out without anything, that's without a shidduch. This is one version of what Ula said. Ikedamri, there's another version of what Ula said. Omar uh, Ula, that Ula said, either way, Kitana Shaniskacha, Shaloy Ladasavia, a Kitana that got married without the father's consent. And it doesn't matter whether there was a Shidduch before or there was no Shidduch before, it makes no difference. She can leave this marriage, she doesn't need a get, and she doesn't need any mean at all. That's the Machlaik is here. So basically, Ola disagrees with Shmuel, and Ola says there's no such a thing of a katana getting married herself without her father. So now the Gemara here is going to ask two questions of this. I'd like to finish off the Gemara here until the end of the Indian, which is a little further down on the next Omud. Says the Gemara, Master Rav Kahana, so Rav Kahana asked on Ola. This is the first Mishnah here in Mesechti Yivamis. If you remember, the first Mishnah in Mesechti Yivamis talks about the fact by the, by the mitzvah of Yibum, when the husband dies and the Yavam has to marry the wife. The brother has to marry the wife if the wife or the, the first of the first husband, the wife, is a erva. There's an isra of an erva to the brother, so then the mitzvah of yivim does not apply. Furthermore, the Mishnah says if the first husband had more than one wife, there are tzaris, there are other wives, co-wives. So then, if one wife is an erva, then the mitzvah of yivim doesn't apply to any of them either. Now on that, the Mishnah there says, Vikulon, in all of these different uh, ervas that are mentioned there, I believe uh, it mentions there 15, yeah, Rashi brings, there are 15 arayas that it's, it, it counts there in the Mishnah. Imesu, if the erva died, or the erva, this second wife that's an erva was married, but she refused the marriage. As mentioned before, by a katana, this refusing marriage. Or or got divorced. Or it turns out that the whole marriage was a mistake because she's an islander, she can't have any children, so the whole marriage was not a marriage. And this all happened before the husband died. So this erve is, is gone, is not a wife anymore by the time the first husband died. So then, so then the other wife is mutter for the mitzvah of Yibom for the brother. Because only if there's an erve there, and then all the tzaras are potter from Yibom. But not if that erve is gone in any of these ways before the first husband passed away. So now the Gemara is going to focus on over here regarding what it said, Mi'un, that we had over here, a wife, which was married, the Erve, and she was Memayin before the first husband died. Now what is this talking about over here? The Kitshoman, 
Who was Makadashur? Now, as Rashi explains, what the Gemara is focusing on over here is amongst the 15 Arayas that it mentions there, that a brother can't fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum because this woman is an erva to him, is Bitoi. If his brother married a niece, his, his daughter. All right, so over here it's saying that this brother is not, there's an erva here, this girl, she's his daughter. And therefore, he can't do the mitzvah of Yivim for her. And this daughter is one of these 15. And regarding this, it says, Mian, that this daughter could be Mimayin in the marriage. Now, this relates right back over here to this halacha that we're speaking about. When a girl that still has her father alive, which in this case is the brother, which is still alive, and still she was in a marriage to the first husband, and she's being Mimayin in that marriage. What exactly is the case over here that she's being Mimayin in the marriage? According to Ula, there's no being Mimayin. A girl that married herself off in the, in the lifetime of the father, there's no such a thing as me on this. She, she's, the marriage doesn't exist at all. So again, the Gemara asks, the Kitshama, who exactly married off this daughter of this brother now that we're saying that she was Mamayin, that she's refusing the marriage? If the case over here is her father, which is the brother, her father, which is still alive, was the one that married her off, on Sagila? Could the Mishnah there say that she refused in the marriage? Get Malia boy. If the father married her off, she would need a get. It's a, it's a full marriage and she would need a get to uh, be released from her first husband. So don't you think what, the, what this case over here is? The Kitsha E Nafsha. She married herself off without her father's consent. Vikatani, and here it says the boy Mion. It says here that she's Mamayan, she refuses in the marriage. So this is a question on Ola that says that a Katana that marries herself off without the father's consent, you need nothing, you don't even need Mion either. So the Gemara answers and says, Who Ravka'ana asked this question on Ola, and he also gave the answer. And he said, There is a case, even in the lifetime of the father, where a katana could marry herself off, Midrabanan. When it's that, She could become like a Yisayma even in the lifetime of the father. Rashi explains, when is that? If she got fully married in the lifetime of the father, not just Kedushim, but Nisuim, fully married. Once she's fully married, she leaves the father's domain altogether, even if she's a Katana. And then her husband divorced her. After the husband divorces her, she does not go back to her father's domain. So now she's basically a Yisayma in the lifetime of the father. She's, her father has no rights or possession over her. And she now could go and marry herself off, or her brothers could marry her off. And this will be a Kedushin Midrabanon that she could be Mimayinin. And that's what the Mishnah in the beginning of Yavamas is speaking about. But not in a regular case where she's still in the domain of the father. If she's still in the domain of the father and she married herself off, then it's nothing. One more question the Gemara asks over here, Moshev, Rav Amnon, Rav Amnon asks, This is the halacha of selling, of, of a father selling his daughter as a maid. So the Tanakhama here says that you cannot sell your daughter as a maid to a relative. And the reason is because it has to be possible for the master or the son of the master to do yield, to marry her. And we learn from the Pasik there, according to this opinion, that if it's impossible to marry, you can't sell as a maid either. The name of Rabbi Yezah was said, No, you could sell a maid even to a relative. Rabbi Yezah learns that from a pasuk, She could be sold just as a maid, even if the master cannot marry her. That's the Machlaikis. Now, there, the, the, the Braisa or Mishnah, we had this before, in this Masech there, the, it continues, They both agree, and That the father could sell her as a Oma, even while she's an Almana to a Kayan Gadol or a Grusha or Chalutza to a Kayan Hedyet. And the point that it's saying over here is, even though it's forbidden to marry a Kayan Gadol to marry an Almana or a regular Kayan to marry a Grusha or a Chalutza, but if they get married, the condition takes effect. So therefore, there's a possibility for condition to take effect. So even the Tanakhama will agree that says that you could only sell as a maid if marriage is possible. Marriage is possible here. So therefore, you can sell a maid, an almana to Kayin Gadol. So now, the Gemara is going to focus here on this when it says almana to Kayin Gadol. And the reason why this is relevant over here to what we're speaking about is because we're talking about a father selling his daughter as a maid. When could a father sell his daughter as a maid? Only as a katana. So here, basically, we see that there's a Braith saying that there's a katana that's an almana. 
How did she, how, and, and this almana here is being sold by the father. After she became an almana, she's being sold as an almana to this Kayengadl to be a maid. Now here's what the Gemara asks on this. Hi, almana, hey, chidomi. This almana here, what exactly is the case over here? If, if the case over here is that the father had married her off. Now the question is, what happens if her father married her off and then her husband dies and she goes back to the father's possession? Could the father now sell her as a maid? We had before in the Masech that it says, Mi motzi mazmala, could he sell her? The is, a father cannot sell his daughter for a maid after he already married her off. Once he married her off and she left his possession, even though she comes back to him after the husband dies, and here, it's even talking about a case where it was, it was only after Kiddushin, even if it's not after Nisuin. If it was after Nisuin, she never goes back to the father's possession, right? But even if this was only after Kiddushin, and she does go back to the father's possession, but nevertheless, a father cannot sell a daughter for a maid after he married her off. So what does it mean when it says that he's selling her as an almana, as a maid, to a Kayin Gadol? How's he selling her after she's an almana and he already married her off? Ella, don't you think what's the case over here? Ella Lav, the Kaddish Ihi Nafshah, she married herself off. And that's how she became an Almana. The father never married her off. The Kakari La Almana. And we're referring to her as an Almana. What does this prove to you? This is a question on oh, what Ola said. Ola said when a girl marries herself off without the father's consent, it's nothing. But over here we see that she married herself off and then the husband dies. She's called an Almana and now the father is selling her as a maid. So this is a question on oh, Ola. Amram, explained the name of Rav Yitzchak, and we had this earlier in the Masech, this pshat already. Over here, you know how she became an almana, not because the father married her off. The father never married her off. The father sold her once before as a maid. And now after she was sold as a maid, the master went and married her. Now, but over here, the Gemara clarifies, if you remember, we had earlier in the Gemara, when the master marries her, how does the master marry her? Does the master marry her with the money that he paid in the beginning when he bought her as a maid, with that original money that he bought her, that's how he has the power to marry her? Or no, it's with the, the end, at that money that the value of her work at the end, with, that she didn't work yet for him, with that the father marries her off. So as so the Gemara explains, we're following here the opinion of that said, is the money that was paid for her in the beginning for her being acquired as a maid. Those money is only being given to acquire her as a maid, but it's not the same money that's used for Kiddushin as well. So the shot over here is, if the money in the beginning that the, that the master paid for was both for her being a maid and for Kiddushin, so that basically means that the father once married her off before. Because when he sold her as a maid, he didn't only sell her as a maid, he sold her as a maid and also basically married her off because that money that he received in the beginning was for Kiddushin as well. So he wouldn't be able to sell her a second time. Because again, the rule is he can't sell her a second time after he married her off. But since we're following Rabbi Yisab, Rabbi Yehuda's opinion that says that when the, when the master marries this maid, has nothing to do with the money that he gave the father, the father didn't marry her off. That's a separate thing later, that in the time that's left and the value of her work, he's marrying her with that value of the money of her work. So the father never married her off before. She got married by the master, and then that master died. And now the father is selling her a second time. That's how she's an almana. So therefore, it's not a question on Ola. How could you have a katana that's an almana? The katana that's an almana is when the master married her off, not when the father married her off.